I'll go ahead. So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes college. In today's episode, we're going to cover the NFL playoffs, the start of the NBA season, and the college football national championship between Alabama Crimson Tide and Ohio State Buckeyes. But before we get into it, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Muhammad, and I'll let my partner introduce himself. Back again, and we, we promise consistency at this point. You know, life, you got to get used to the, the new year, but you will have this consistently, especially due to these playoffs being every week. It's going to be exciting. Oh, yeah, we're back. Um, but the first thing that we're going to talk about is the NFL playoffs. So we do have an extra seed in there in each conference. Uh, so there's only two buys for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. So the wild card weekend consists of the first matchup, which is the Colts and the Bills. Um, Philip Rivers is now leading the Colts, and we have Josh Allen leading the Buffalo Bills. So between these two teams, who do you see winning? the Buffalo Bills, or the Indianapolis Colts? Um, like, I really, I have this fondness for Phillip Rivers to finally get something out of uh, his whole NFL career. So just, of course, he, he's the head, the main quarterback for the Colts. But, of course, I, I really got to choose the Bills. The Bills are going to win this game. I, I don't think. I think they're going to get bounced, and Phillip Rivers is going to be forced into retirement. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to agree. The Bills will definitely win this game. I think they just are on a very good tier right now. And um, Josh Allen, it seems like he's had the best year of his career. And the, the Bills, they just they're, they're playing at home. Um, it's going to be cold up there. The Colts aren't really used to playing in cold, colder weather, and I don't think they've had any great wins recently. The Colts, so I, I think the Bills definitely take this. I'd be surprised if the Colts can beat the Bills. But um, the next game is the Rams and the Seahawks. So uh, the Seahawks come in with a twelve and four record, and the Rams come in with a ten and six record. But Jared Goff, he was not able to play the last game, and he just might miss this playoff game. So who do you have winning out of the Rams and the Seahawks? Now, that's going to be a hard one. I, I do still say it's going to be the Seahawks, um, just because Russ, Russell Wilson works magic. Um, I don't see this as the Rams year. I never saw it as the Rams year. They were very competitive. They actually overachieved in my mind. Uh, even though they're spending a lot. So they, they probably said they're right on par, but I, I think it's going to be the Seahawks in this case. I would have been more scared of the Cardinals if they made it in, but it, it's going to be the Seahawks. I For me, it's going to be the Seahawks, but it is pretty close. Well, I agree. Um, Seahawks are definitely going to win this game. I think that they just have more talent all around on offense. And Jared Goff, he's a question mark. I don't think... He might not be able to play. Um, I, he had some type of thumb injury and didn't even play the last game. And the team was able to uh, get over the hump without him. 
But the Seahawks, I think they're ready. They're hungry. Um, their defense has been playing a lot better. And Russell Wilson, he's going to work his magic, and they'll move on to the next round. Um, and we'll move on to the last game on Saturday, which is the Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. So the Washington football team was the winner out of all the losers with a 7-9 record. And the Buccaneers finished with a 11-5 record with the number five seed and a four-game win streak heading into this playoff game. So who do you have winning out of the Buccaneers and the Washington football team? Mm. Of course, you know, everybody wants to kind of go for the underdog. And I've never been a real fan ever, ever. I've never, I'm not even a partial fan of the Washington football team or whatever you want to call them, Redskins or whatever. And they were my preseason pick to win this division. I think I give you credit. Uh, yeah, you saw, I told you it was just going to be horrible enough that this would be the year that they don't have a name and they would make it to the playoffs. Guess what? They're going to make it to the next round. Well, I, I, I know I, I'm picking with, a, with my underdog heart because I kind of want to see some chaos. But realistically, the Bucks should win. But if I had to bet, I'm putting my money with with the Washington Redskins just because I like to see the chaos. Okay. Any analysis on that, on how they, they can pull it off? No, not at all. There is no real analysis. <laughs> <laughs> there is no real okay. analysis. Real analysis would say Tampa Bay is going to do this. But I told you it's all on my underdog heart. Okay. Um, well, this is where we're going to disagree. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Um, I think that the Washington football team has a pretty good defense, at least on the defensive line, and that's where they can cause the most trouble. And that's what's going to have to be the, the thing that puts them over the edge. But other than that, there's not much else to really worry about. I, I mean, I know Alex Smith, he came back, but he's really he, – he's actually kind of hobbling. injured. Yeah, yeah, he's he's hobbling. Um I know that uh, Mike Evans for the Buccaneers, he's kind of hobbled a little bit, but he, he might be able to play. And I don't know. I mean, they could definitely still win be, this game, Washington, but it's it's hard to see. It would be funny if they won. And just to kind of give up people, if they don't know what the chaos means in this case, uh, but the chaos would be Tom Brady losing in the first round of the playoffs which, you know, it's going to be many different things that people uh, poke fun at him off of, especially since he hasn't had the best performances in the playoffs in the past couple rounds here. They're going to say he's an old quarterback and all of those type of things. Uh, Along with, uh, it's just great to see. And the only way they really do win, and it'd be funny if they win this way, is if the defense wins it for uh, the Washington franchise. I, I, I try, I'm trying really hard not to say that old nickname. It's going to have to be the defense because the offense isn't that great. Um, not, not at all. It, <laughs> and he, I, I mean, I saw somewhere earlier where the coach was thinking about playing two quarterbacks because Alex Smith, he might not be able to play the full game because he knows that he's the Buccaneers defense applies a lot of pressure. They blitz and he's, he's not that mobile anymore. He's going to need to. Uh, I think Alex Smith is going to uh, 
Hopefully he don't get. No, actually, I'm not even gonna say it. Put on a stretcher. I'd said it, but oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be bad. I w- I would plan ahead for two quarterbacks also, uh, just because he might be just even just beat up from getting dropped on the ground, maybe not even fully sacked, but it, it's going to take an effect here. Um, so yeah, that's a great strategy if they are going to win. And Ron Rivera, I, like I said, good coaching was going to win this division. The best coach that I could see out of this entire division was Ron Rivera. And what's crazy is even my prediction with uh, Jalen Hurts being the best thing uh, to the division. It really is that maybe the What's that defensive player who was calling out for Tom Brady? I really can't tell you who's a great player in On all Washington. of the NFCs. Yeah. That's Chase Young. Chase Young, yeah. I, I can't tell you any great player, though, like right out of this season for the entire NFC East. Well, um, the, the Washington football team, they have a great defensive line, and that's what's going to be the biggest key here. Um, but if they can protect Tom Brady, it's pretty much over. But um, oh yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty much oh, over. Yeah. It's gonna be <laughs> But I think it'll be a close game, and they'll just edge them out and move on to the next round. But uh, did you have anything else to say about that? Um, not really. Other than it's gonna either be a blowout, like blowout, like maybe fifty points, or a drag out fight. One of the two. Not, <laughs> not like an up and down, oh, we got two touchdowns above this person, we get kind of close. Nothing like that. It's either going to be a blowout or a drag-out fight. I think it'll be a drag-out fight, but the, the Bucks will just edge them out. Um, but then we'll move along to the first game on Sunday, which is the Ravens versus the Titans. So the Ravens were able to grab that number, was it number five or number five or six seed. Um, and they're going to be going to, towards the Titans, where the scene of the crime happened last year. So, who do you have winning? The Baltimore Ravens or the Tennessee Titans? Ooh, this is a juggernaut fight. Ooh, um, God. And this probably is the best matchup out of all. It might be the best matchup for the entire playoffs. I, I just can't really put the full combination in my head of what a good matchup may be in the future here. Uh, but this may be the best matchup of the entire uh, playoffs because it's going to be a tour de force on running, whether it be from the quarterback with Lamar Jackson or from uh, your boy uh, dang it, why can't I think of his name right now? Derrick Henry? Uh, yeah, Derrick Henry, because I definitely know his name. But he's going to throw out a, a good old, another famous stiff arm. Somebody going to get vict- victimized today. And Lamar, he's going to break a bunch of ankles. Because I don't think, I think he's going to take the Mike Vick approach. I'm going to do whatever I need to do. And if my running is the best thing this day, I'm going to run on you. Okay. Um yeah, I mean, they played earlier in the season, and I think the Titans took that 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 win earlier in the season. So um, the Ravens, they'll still be looking for revenge. And uh, Lamar Jackson, he'll be looking for his first playoff win, which would be a huge hump to, to get over. So um, this is a very hard one to pick. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you can go wrong with either one. But, uh, man, I'm going to say Lamar gets over the hump and he gets his dub. Because, I don't know. <laughs> it's a hard one to pick. Yeah. 
It is it's very hard to pick because you it, because I think in everyone's mind, both of those teams de- deserve to be in the second round of the playoffs, or at least Tennessee. Now it's it's under investigation on whether uh, Baltimore deserves to be in the second round, but everybody wants them to be in in the second round. So everybody favoritism wants to go for Baltimore, and they have the possibility of being good and go, getting over that hump, finally getting there. But you got Tennessee, who's been extremely consistent. They've been like Buffalo. Their franchise has gone from slight laughingstocks to consistent, consistent over these past three years. So I would say I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee won, because it's, it's, but it's going to look bad for Lamar. So I think Lamar has been waiting for this day ever since the last time he was waiting for this day last year when he lost and another shameful playoff. So I, I'm going to go with you. I'm, I'm with you with, with Baltimore. I really, I, I, I'm not sure though. Just can't be sure. Okay. Um, I'm just going to pick Lamar. He's, he's going to carry them to the, to a dub. They actually have the same record, even though you're saying that Tennessee should win. I mean, <laughs> they have the same exact record. Um, I but agree, yeah. but it's a different type of consistency that both teams have displayed. Both teams for a longer time. Actually, Baltimore, as a franchise, has shown more consistency. It's just it's something about your strong point being your running. Because when you can't stop somebody's run, that's how you win games. Oh, yeah. Um, and that, that travels a running game really yes. well. Cold, hot, ever, whatever it is, and Derrick Henry is there to, to send you flying. <laughs> Just ask Josh Norman. Um, it was another dude too. He had like or any DB those. out there. God, disrespectful. <laughs> hey, don't get in the way. Exactly. <laughs> um, but we'll move along to the next game on Sunday, which is the Bears and the Saints. Um, the Bears just snuck into the playoffs with an eight and eight record, and the Saints come in with a twelve and four record, uh, being that number two seed. Um, and it looks like the line is ten points, so they really don't think that the Bears really have a chance. So, who do you think is going to win out of the Chicago Bears and the New Orleans Saints? I'm with them. Now, is it? It's it's definitely that uh, Drew Brees is playing, right? Yeah, yeah, he's playing. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, they don't really have a chance. They would be extremely, I would be extremely surprised if the Saints lost this game. Like, extremely surprised if they lost this game. And it's not, I guess it is disrespect to the Bears, but nobody really respects the Bears right now. Like, they're another team that's just forgotten, and we really don't expect anything out of them. If anybody who we expect to be out in the first round, it will be the Bears. Even less than the Chicago, uh, yeah, the, the Washington uh, franchise. Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, the, the Bears have an overall better team than Washington. Um, agreed, the agreed. back situation. But what do you expect? Would you expect oh, I, the upset I, I expect over the Saints that? to win this game. Yeah. I agree. I'm with uh, you. 
But I think 10 points is kind of disrespectful. That means they don't think that they have really have a chance. Um, I think the game will be closer than what people think, but the Saints are just going to edge them out. And we do have to think back to last year with the Vikings versus the Saints. Um, and the, the Vikings came to the Saints and beat them. So um, this, this game could be an, an upset alert, but I'm still going to pick the Saints. I agree. And as I think about it with the whole Baltimore-Washington game, I I really shouldn't kind of root for that because we want to see the matchup of uh, Drew Brees and the, and the Bucks versus the Saints again because they just got stumped twice already by the Saints. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that matchup isn't really likely in the second round, but if they somehow match up in the NFC Championship game, then that, that could happen. Yeah, it would be think- eventual. But it's yeah. not the, definitely not eventual if one of they, um, them lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's it's very – it's not likely that that happens. But um, I move along to the last game of the weekend, which is the Browns versus the Steelers. So the Browns come in with an 11-5 record. Um, first playoff appearance since 2 And the Steelers come in with a 12-4 record, losing – four of their last five games. So, and also the Browns will be, will be without their head coach because he tested positive for the virus. So who do you think is going to win the Cleveland Browns or the Pittsburgh Steelers? The Steelers caught a break. Yes, I said it. Yes, I said it. Yes. The team who was what 13 and 0 at one point. Yes, I said it. They got a break. Because I think the Browns were possibly ready to take that step. Like, they were ready to make a statement. But at this point, I can't favor them at all. Like, it's not like they should have been fully favored in the beginning with all pieces there. But you're not going to have your head coach. You got at least two players who will be out. It, it just doesn't – it spells out to be a first-round, easygoing run. Like, like a, you would expect from a Browns team. But they would gain so much respect by winning this game. Oh, yeah, they would gain a lot of respect. I'm actually surprised that they made it to the playoffs, just looking at how their season began, because they got blown out by the Steelers the first time, got blown out by the Ravens the first time. Even though they, they lost to the Ravens twice, That the second game was a lot closer, and then they lost Odell. So, they, I mean, they've been through a lot and bounced back. So I'm, I'm actually surprised that they got this far. But I think this is where it ends, and the Steelers, um, you know, kind of squeak by them. And they did play just this past weekend without Big Ben, and mm-hmm. um, the Browns were able to pull that one off, a, a very close game. But I think um, Ben Roethlisberger will be that that um, player that puts them over the edge to get the Steelers to win. I agree. It may be time for an, a good old boy to win the Super Bowl, if not the new heir apparent with uh, your boy Patrick Mahomes. But it, it, good old boys would have to be um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, actually, there's a few of them. Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Actually, it's, uh, it's loaded with the good old boys. Yeah, shoot, <laughs> I, as I think about it, all the good old boys is in the... Uh, Philip Rivers. Uh, yeah, I was like, good God, it's already four right there. It's, it's what, not that many games. But so... Actually, it's very likely one of the good old boys win it if it's not going to be Patrick Mahomes or Baltimore, which 
uh, I guess was a lot of people's preseason favorite to make it and win the Super Bowl. Uh, but I'm not sure whether I answered the question, but uh, yeah, I'm going. I just want to go with the Browns. Just it's my, it, it's my underdog heart, and I don't even really I don't like the Browns. I don't really care for Big Mayfield, but I just think that they have more on the line. They it's not that they have more on the line to really lose. They have more on the line to get respect from, and that's what they've been hunting for for so long. You get this win, you get a year of respect. That's it. Just some respect. You get at least a year. They have not had respect in a very, 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 very long time as a full franchise throwing on even Baker. Baker and his commercials. We've even gone on about Baker, and they've made it to the playoffs, which should be commended. The whole division should be commended because they got they got three people, three teams out of their own one division into the playoffs. Yeah, that's um, they, they should be commended for that. Um, I don't think any other division has three teams. No, besides that one. Exactly. Yep, you're right. With at least ten wins. Yep, or that's eleven wins actually. That's a, that, exactly. That's respectable. That's extremely respectable. You get this win, you gain your full respect because they're already going to give him enough respect for making it to the playoffs. But you get the full respect if you beat the Steelers and whatever hobbled, whatever happens, it don't matter. You beat them. In any way, trick, whatever, it don't matter. Uh, messed up call, whatever. They're going to get the respect. Oh, yeah, because their franchise has just been stomped on for many years. I mean, just a couple of years ago, they went 0-16. Um, I think that was before they got Baker Mayfield. Uh, maybe like three years ago, four years ago. I don't know. It's been so many bad seasons for them. They had so many one-game seasons that they won it on top of – yeah, only one where they didn't lose. They didn't win any. Yeah, but um, I, I guess at least they can be happy for now, just making the playoffs. But we'll see if that happiness will end on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, um, it'll be interesting. Very interesting. Oh yeah, but we'll move it along to the NBA, and we'll talk about Steph Curry, how he had a career high. 62-point game against the Trailblazers, the Portland Trailblazers, off of back-to-back games. Um, So Curry delivered the highest-scoring game in the NBA this season early in his 12th campaign, finishing 18 for 31 and 8 of 16 on three-pointers at the beginning with a 21-point first quarter. He had his 10th career 30-point half to help the Warriors take a 66-55 54 at the break, then doubled his total exactly with his teammates telling him it's telling him his count at every chance. So with this performance from Steph Curry, can he lead them to the playoffs? No, we all know this was a, this was a one trick <laughs> pony. <laughs> we know this. This is not something he does all the time. Like we know he scores points, but are we really thinking he's going to score 62 points every game and actually do this? It, it, I'm sorry, but no. Um, he, I think he can slip into the playoffs with these type of games. Something like a Damian Lillard, like last year, 
where they have the playing games and he's just very hot and he's maybe able to sneak in with that eighth seed. But um, it's it's tough out there in the West. And uh, I mean, he, he's cooking. He's going to have to keep cooking throughout the whole season, though. I am going to say it. What disrespect to Damian Lillard. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I well, he just it. cooked him. No, listen, listen. You got to listen. I'm talking about getting a, a team to the playoffs. Damian Lillard oh. does it consistently, consistently with nobody coming up there to help him. He, he, he gets, he gets to play. McCullough? That is, come on, come on. He's an all-star. I think whatever. He was. Yeah, whatever. Please, I'm gonna really disagree. I'm not even gonna debate that one. But <laughs> you're saying this like Steph doesn't have other players. I can say, oh, he has De- uh, Draymond Green. But just to kind of oh, say right. it, to round it in, the disrespect on Damian Lillard's head because Damian Lillard consistently gets his team to the playoffs, if not third or first. First, sometimes in very, very, very hard conditions. Steph has not, since he hasn't had help, has not shown at all that he can get them there. And I'm not saying that him individually is the reason why. It's because of the people around him also. He, he's not used to having to be that person to push them over the edge. He's going to be there when he's going to be there. He's going to do his part. But it doesn't always calculate it to wins. This was just a very dominant performance. This is not going to happen all the time. I'm going to give you this. He's probably going to have a good month of just balling out. Most of these players get this real hot streak, uh, just like how he just hit. I think what not, I'm not exactly on this full number, but it was at least 115 three-pointers, side shot three-pointers that he hit in a row in practice. So this was really going to happen pretty soon uh, because he had just did it days before. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say it's disrespectful to um, Damian Lillard, but Steph Curry, he gets a a pass for last year because he didn't play most of the season. So you really can't count that against him. And before that, he was in the finals for four or five years um, consistently. And then before that, he was in the playoffs. So, I, I mean, this is the year where he has to prove it. It's a test of wills because I don't even think it's just a Steph Curry issue. It's a Steve Kerr issue. Because we always was thinking, hey, how would you really coach? Because he was a new coach. He was a brand, brand, brand new coach coming in, uh, coaching all-stars who were already prepped for success at that point. And has nothing but a winning record because of it. But you take away one, oh, I wouldn't say just one. He had Steph too, but they were good before uh, KD. But Without Steph, he has not shown that he's been a great coach because you're still supposed to push these teams past those points. you got young players. You still have at least two of your main three. got to do something. And I don't see it happening. I really don't. Yeah, um, they, they really – they're, they're, they're missing Clay. The West is clouded. And as I said before, uh, Steph, I'm sorry, but he can't be put in the same realm as LeBron in this case. Like, he's definitely higher up than Damian Lillard. But when it comes to specifically leading a team to a playoffs with lesser pieces, I definitely got to give it to Damian Lillard in this case. 
uh, you said lesser pieces. I mean, can you compare pieces? <laughs> so you're telling me currently uh, Steph Steph would lead those same teams to the playoffs that uh, Damian Lillard had. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because is is Draymond co- compare Draymond to CJ McCollum? That's but that's. Uh, it, it's too hard to kind of. I mean, uh, currently looking at the teams right all now, because they don't play nowhere near the same uh, position, point forward and this, uh, whatever that is, uh, point. But they're the second is. star, though. They're the second star next to a superstar. And I don't see any number one picks on uh, Damian Lillard's team. Well, but he didn't Williams. even play most of the season, though. You're right. You're definitely right. Uh, you do have to say that he got hurt, but I really didn't see it leading still to the playoffs because at that point it didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs. Even though it was semi-early, it wasn't It wasn't at the half point of the year and it wasn't... Maybe like 20 games in. Yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. It, it wasn't like a little bit over a fourth of the year had went through, but it, the record wasn't good at all. They, they were actually literally horrible. Actually, you remember they were losing extremely a lot of games from the beginning. It was something. Yeah, like, I mean, it wasn't a good look at first, but you know, you could turn it around if he would have stayed throughout the whole season. I, we just I'm never sorry. know. We just had to throw the season out. I, I really like Steph Curry, and I actually, I really do like Steph Curry. If it, any player out of uh, the Golden State Warriors, I really like Steph, especially of course because he's from North Carolina. He reps. He's a good person. All of these th- type of things, but I can't give him a break here. It's it's the West. You gotta you gotta prove prove your stakes. Steph Kerr Kerr and uh Steve Kerr and Steph Curry both. Yeah, I mean they, they gotta make the playoffs this year, and I think they slip in there. Um but we'll move along to Paul George Paul George playoff P has made a return. So Paul George drops 39 points in the Suns to lead the Clippers to a 112-107. Victory. Paul George is off to a strong start this season and is just the third different player in NBA history to have at least 30 three pointers through his team's first seven games of the season. Um, this comes after a candid George reveal during a shooting slump in the bubble that he experienced some depression while being on the NBA campus in Orlando and away from loved ones. He's also been hearing a lot of chirping from opposing players recently. So with the way that Paul George has been playing for the Los Angeles Clippers lately, can they challenge the Los Angeles Lakers? Mm, Depends on when, but my first response is this is Fugazi, fake real. If you don't know what Fugazi is, Fugazi is fake real because and also to kind of follow up on my statement about when uh, depends on when because it depends on whether he can do it in the playoffs. We know what you're doing in the, in the regular season. Just two years ago in uh, OKC, he was in the conversation somewhere around like fourth or fifth, maybe even third in the voting for MVP of the league uh, because of the things he were doing during the regular season. So it, it's fugazi unless you're doing it during the playoffs. It's fake real. 
Well, I'm going to say I, I have to agree with you. Um, he has to prove it in the playoffs. All of this does, doesn't really matter that much right now. Um, it's championship or bust. And he, he's, I mean, his, his words have really caught up to him. Um, he said something about them not even thinking about a championship this year or last year. And he really has to go out there and Whoa. prove it. He has not, he's not played well in his last few playoffs. I, I think going back to whenever he was in Indiana, that's probably the last time he played a, a great playoffs. But ever since then, he has not shown up. And he just has to prove it there. Yeah. And wasn't it just a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, they were losing, they lost by 30 points when he was the main star there. And we're just talking about how it wasn't a big deal. He has really turned into the worst public liar. Like <laughs> you get taught how to push the lines and, and to lie or to the public. And his lies are, Nowhere near believable. Oh, it wasn't a break or bust year. To who? And, oh, I was always a Clippers fan, but I was a Kobe fan. What are you talking about? None of it makes sense. And, like, it's all fake real. It, he was just the leading person for a team who just got beat. No, sorry, they, went, they didn't lose by 30 points. Was it 70, 70 points they lost by? It was a historic loss. I yeah, can't remember. Exactly. I'm pretty sure. I, I think it was 70. I couldn't fathom it being more than 30, but 30 is somewhat. Uh, they get people get th- beat by 30. No, they got beat by. I'm pretty sure it was 70 points just two weeks ago. So uh, please don't come to me with the playoff p uh, as it is obviously a dr- joke at this point. And he is a, a laughing stock. This is his year to prove it. But ain't nobody about to give you credit for saying you're gonna prove it this year. Yeah, he has to go out there on the court and prove it by winning a championship. Anything short of that is a failure because they put this team together trying to win a championship right now. And um, if him and Kawhi Leonard don't show up in the playoffs, then it's a huge failure, just like last year. Yeah, I agree. And you see uh, Kawhi got his face a little broken, had stitches. So I hope that doesn't tend to be a, a chronic problem either. But I, I just I, you got a low to manage. add to <laughs> low manage his face. I just don't know how that it works. But uh, I would say to answer your original question, does do they are they a threat to the Lakers? Honestly, I really don't think so. Even though they have the same exact record right now, which is five and two. Well, I think they pose the same exact threat that they were last year. Um, except just an added motivation that they need to prove themselves more this year. Um, oh, oh, them I and I guess the Suns. I wonder why people give them so much credit, though. Like, they've been a competitive franchise ever. Well, it's not, it's not that you give them credit. You just expect these type of players to show up and challenge the Lakers because they have that... Well, they they played well in other places. Maybe not all the way in the playoffs, but they they're looked at as those stars. I guess it's it's a lot of credit given to people with not as much credit. Like um, Kawhi was the fourth best star 
on a te- the two teams he won championships on there. Now, he did come into his own and was the reason why Toronto win, won, so you get credit for that. But that was an established team with an established leader. Uh, so we all know he has leadership problems. And nobody else on that team has any other experience close to the championship. So I, I'm not sure why people give them so much credit or expect them or expect so much out of somebody who has given so little. Well, I mean, it's definitely the media hype that that adds an, an extra motivation. So, I mean, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of outside stuff. It's a lot of inside stuff and expectations from the owner. So they got to win right now. No, I agree. My, my Clipper uh, slander is just extra hard. Because Lakers won last year. They are the current champs. So my Lakers, my, my Clippers slander is going to be so harsh this year, along with that epic sale by Kawhi in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess they, they deserve it. It was an, uh, a failure of epic proportions. Um, yep. But we'll move it along mm-hmm. to the Brooklyn Nets and how Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant both miss game either game tying or game winning shots at the end of the game uh so they were playing the washington wizards they were down by one point um irvin and durant missed jumpers on the final six seconds dropping the nets to a three and four record in their first season with the duo playing together and kyrie irving was heard saying that if there was anybody that that could take up the last shot he trusts Kevin Durant, and he said he has never had that in his career before. So, with the way that the Brooklyn Nets have been playing so far, can they reach the finals? Yes, they can reach the finals. Now, now the rest of the stuff, like with them missing that last shot, both of them, they brought them that on themselves. All the the slight heat that's coming from the media because otherwise if they didn't do all that talking nobody really wouldn't have made it that big of a deal it's just another regular season loss where they just didn't hit a shot that it's normal it's just normal but since you want to highlight somebody hitting the last shot when you need it and you both miss it you get the fire that comes along with that now them actually getting to the championship the team is is set they're they're great on offense what they're going to need to lock down is defense. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely got to do better with that. Um, I mean, they pretty much came out on fire at the beginning of the season in their first couple of games, but they've dropped the last few. And I think Kevin Durant is going to miss some games coming up. So, um, yeah, four of them. COVID yeah, protocol. They're really going to have to start gelling more together and try to lock down more on defense. But... I wouldn't say that there's a whole bunch of competition that they should be afraid of. So um, I think that they, they definitely have the biggest possibility of making it to the finals. But I also ask, can they challenge or beat the Los Angeles Lakers? Um, it depends. Because it is kind of like a scoring match. It, it does take some defense. But I'll go ahead and put it out there. I don't think they make it. Uh, I know they, they've had a, a full tour de force on their offense. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think Philly makes it. 
I, I, I may be getting all wrapped up in there early good because they have the best record right now with six and one uh, for out of the first one. But you got to put some respect on Doc's name. And Doc has a lot that he's trying to, to kind of have kind of show them that he's not the problem. Because if some possible way the Clippers do make it to the championship, Oh God! I know the, uh, he would love to be there. He would love to beat the Clippers and and that uh, to get that championship when they just let him go. If that was the possibility, I think it's going to be Lakers and Philly making it to the championship due to the coaching and the talent that is there. Yeah, I mean the Seventy Sixers are on a pretty good roll right now. Um. Kind of funny that they only lost to the Cavaliers <laughs> out of all teams <laughs> in a blowout too, uh, one eighteen to ninety four. But they've been playing pretty well, and it looks like they'll definitely be a team to reckon with. It looks like Doc is getting his name back out there, getting in everybody's um, good side. And I don't think he's done with the. I don't think he's done in the trade market. Just to put that in there. Okay, I mean, who do you think is out there to get? I. I'm not sure which level of player he's going to get, but it's going to be somebody between the average to above average uh, level. I don't think it's going to be Harden. I know they want that to happen. It actually will be great for them to happen because if any coach can kind of bring in talent, I think he can. And I think he's probably been best. And I wouldn't say he's itching to get back into the East. I think he's best in the Eastern Conference, and he can dominate that division, kind of like LeBron did. But uh, he really didn't dominate it because LeBron dominated him within the division. Yeah. Um, I think he can probably get back to the top, but it's it's not going to be easy. Now, he does have two talented All-Stars already on his team, but it's, it's definitely not going to be easy with the Nets coming up in there. So, um, yeah, I mean... But but to answer the question, it was about the Nets challenging the Lakers. Um, I think that they could definitely challenge the Lakers because they they can just score it well. They have two of the best scores in probably NBA history. And Kevin Durant, he's looking to prove himself after being out for over a year now. And he's I think he's really trying to stick it to the Warriors and everybody else who doubts him and doesn't really count his rings. I agree, but I think that fuel may run out. Like I think it's it's all good and well in those first couple games because you have a statement to make. But in a long season, sometimes that motivation wears out. Uh, life happens. Normal aches and pains. Regular, I'm back to a eighty game longer than eighty game season. So. I would say uh, hold hold back that because they are both injury prone. Yeah, I, I say more Kyrie than Kevin Durant. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, anything can happen. But I, I think that he's still on a mission, Kevin Durant. Yeah, but I think he's going to try to use the LeBron route to do it. You mean not win the first year? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean like that. I mean, it wasn't a shot, but I'm just trying to see what you're talking about. It sounded like one, but it was funny. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, miss the playoffs and then win the championship the next year. 
That would be great. That's what happened. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, not that way. Like, uh, <laughs> come out good in the regular season as much as you need to to get a good seed, not really care about the last part of the season, and turn it up once the playoffs start to come. So he's going to try to balance that, how much effort he's going to put in. That's what I am in. <laughs> Okay, probably more of that than the first time. I mean, the first comment that I said. <laughs> no, no, I, it was funny though. That I was like, "Good God, <laughs> dang, <Okay>. haymaker!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that feels like like oh, though. No, you're right. You're definitely right. I just didn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, but I, I guess we'll move it along to our last subject, which is about the college football national championship between the Alabama Crimson Tide, and the Ohio State Buckeyes. So the Alabama Crimson Tide come in with a 12-0 record. Um, they just beat the Notre Dame uh, with a score of 31-14, completely dominating them. And then Ohio State comes in with uh, beating Clemson 49-28 with an offensive explosion. Um so with this matchup between Ohio State and Alabama, who do you have winning? Um, I don't want to answer that question just yet. I don't know whether you're going to ask about the, the matchup before that, but I'm going to kind of answer and talk about that before I say who's going to win this one. We all, well, I'm not sure whether everyone knows, but Jimbo, not Jimbo Fisher, is that what uh, head coach of uh, Clemson's name is? Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney. Sorry about that. I knew. Sorry about. Sorry to say this, but I knew it was a country name. <laughs> but Dabo Sweeney is. Uh, he he had a whole lot to say no, about the rankings. Dabo and Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he 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 had a whole lot to say about the ranking for Ohio State, which. Even when I looked at it, it was kind of looking like y'all only played six games and y'all going to be in the college playoffs. But they proved it. And they said, put some respect on my name and dominated Clemson because we all know this is the annual meeting of Alabama and Clemson for the past like five years. So it was surprising and kind of refreshing to see Dabo get his foot put in his mouth. Uh, especially since he talked such big crap in that in that case uh, versus what any other coach was saying. But to kind of answer your original question, um, I honestly don't know. I, I would say, once again, Alabama gets another championship, which is very likely, but maybe Ohio State wants to put respect on the six games that they played. Okay. Um... I'm going to go with Alabama. I think that they just have way too much on offense. Now, Ohio State does too um, with Justin Fields and Trey Sermon, their running back. And, I mean, great wide receiver too, Chris Olave or something like that. But, I mean, I, I think Alabama just has way too many weapons. They have two while receivers that could go in the first round this upcoming year, along with a running back. I mean, the quarterback might be the worst one on the offense when you look at it, and he's still what's pretty funny? good. Sorry, just what's funny is I, I see his stats right in front of me. He actually is first in the FBA ranking 
for touchdowns and uh, quarterback rating? The quarterback? Yeah. Matt quarterback Matt is number one. Yeah, but nobody looks at him as the best player on their oh, offense. I agree. I just thought it was funny <laughs> that you were saying that he's the worst player and he's actually number one on both of those things. But you're right. You're definitely still right about that statement. Yeah, and um, Alabama just might have – well, they have two people going for the Heisman, but the wide receiver, Devontae Smith, he might be the one that wins it. Um, I think he has, like, what, 20 touchdowns and over 1,600 yards for the season? I mean, it's just ridiculous. And they have another guy, Jalen Waddle. Um, he's been out, but he could possibly play. Um, I think he broke his ankle early in the season. But, I mean, it's just crazy the amount of weapons that they have. Um I mean, Ohio State has weapons, but I'm not sure if they have enough. Um, I think that they were just trying to avenge that loss from last year on top of the disrespect that Dabble gave them. Um, and it, that just might be all they had. They just spent all of it on Clemson. I, I hear you on that. And actually, I do think it's Alabama's time. And I pretty much, I'm pretty sure he's going to give them the top, or he's already given. The Alabama players, the talk of I've had dominant teams, I've had better players on teams, and they thought they were going to win, and we get there and we lose the championship. Do you want to be that uh, that team? I'm pretty sure he's had that talk or he's going to have that talk with them. And I actually think they're going to take it serious because we've seen some Alabama teams that were really supposed to win just due to talent uh, the championship but lose to Clemson and other cases where it wasn't as much talent on the other team. So you've convinced me that, yeah, it's going to be Alabama winning it. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a high-scoring kind of close game, but I think Alabama just has way too much on offense just to edge out Ohio State. And, um, I mean, you'll see just in the upcoming draft how much talent they have because most of them be going in the first round. Yeah, and they're still going to have their quarterback for a little while here. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think he's going to be declaring for the draft, Mac Jones. Already, so he's in his third year. Is that did he end up in his third year because he was behind Tua? Uh, something like that. He's a he's a junior. I'm not sure if that's a red shirt or not. Hmm. So I, I'm not. I know we're off subject here, but is the rule that you just have to be in college for three years? You don't have to actually play for three years. Yep, just being college for three years, so you could be sitting behind somebody for two years and then have this amazing year and get get drafted highly. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I just didn't know because I know this was his first year uh, being the starting quarterback, but the way they have it lined up, I guess this is how you do the quarterback factory at Alabama. You sit for two years behind another great quarterback. You come in and you ball out for you. Well, they do the same thing at Ohio State also, actually. Yeah. Um, just to go back on Justin Fields, the quarterback for Ohio State, um, he was actually at Georgia his first year, but then he redshirted and then went to Ohio State last year. And this is his junior year this year. And now he's up for the draft. So, um, I mean, it happens like that a lot more now. Yeah, the Cam Newton route, but not with all the flair because Cam Newton had one of the best two seasons ever. He won that uh, lower-level championship college and then won the national championship along with the Heisman. <laughs> so 
maybe not as good as Cam Newton's uh, year, but go ahead. Nah, nah, he had it all in one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's almost like free agency out there with college now. I mean, if you don't like where you're at, you can go and transfer and put on a good show and maybe take over a spot where somebody else was lacking. It should be on that way. team. It, sh- it should be that way, though. Coaches can do it. Players should be able to do it. Yeah, why not? I mean, they, it looks like they're going to start starting to be able to get paid pretty soon. So, I mean, why not? Um, mm-hmm. But that does it for So You Think You Know Sports. We'll move along to the trivia questions. Um, we have three questions. It's all multiple choice. I try to give you a little bit of commentary on it. And you can go ahead and go with that first question, Alex. All right, question one. Which NFL player has the regular season, has the most regular season MVPs? A, Jim Brown, B, Brett Favre, or C, Peyton Manning? Hmm, okay. Um, between those first two, that one, that one was going to be kind of hard, but then you said Peyton Manning, and I feel like I know the answer here. Um, let's, let's try not to go ahead and, let's go ahead and answer this. I'm not going to beat around the bush. It's Peyton Manning. Final answer. He has five. Correct. That is correct. That is correct. (laughs) He does have five of them. I did think this one might be a little too easy, but Jim Brown does have three and Brett Favre also has three regular season MVPs. Okay. Yeah. That's what helped me when you said Peyton Manning. (laughs) (laughs) I probably should have picked somebody else. who was a little bit, at least at four, but actually I don't think there is another player at four when I was looking. I think there's only uh, two players or three with um, three champ, sorry, MVPs. But just to go ahead and go to the second question. uh, When, when was the last year the Cleveland Browns made the playoffs? A 2007. B, 2004, or C, 2002? Oh, man. I mean, you're just handing out candy over here. I said this earlier <laughs> in the podcast. Um, 2002, final answer. Oh, yeah. You're just like, all right, I'm running with this one. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. And they've only appeared in the playoffs twice in their history. Uh, which the first time was 2002, second time being this year. Now, oh, uh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, only twice. And twice in their uh, history of being the Cleveland Browns. And they've won no, no playoff games at all. Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I guess maybe I should have made a question out of one of those. But, <laughs> but with, uh, question three, which current active NBA player has the most 60-point games? A, James Harden, B, Steph Curry, or C, Damian Lillard? Oh, okay. That one might be a little bit hard. Um, Steph Curry just had his highest-scoring game with 62. Um, James Harden, I know that he was putting up 60-point triple-doubles for a while. I don't think he did it last year, but Damian Lillard, he just had a good bit last year. He was going off. Especially in that bubble. Um, so it's between Damian Lillard and James Harden. Kind of leaning towards James Harden, but I'm really not sure. Um, but go ahead and ask that question one more time. All right. And question three. Which active NBA player has the most 60-point games? A, James Harden. B, Steph Curry. 
or C, Damian Lillard? This is definitely the hardest question. Um, I'm going to go with the beard. James Harden for final answer. Bing, 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 bing. He has three yes. for three. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yes, James Harden has the most 60-point games. Actually, he doesn't have the most in history because Will Chamberlain beats them by a lot. I, I think he had like 61. <laughs> like it's, it's something stupid, crazy. Uh, Will Chamberlain is outrageous because the second person uh, which they're tied together, which is Michael Jordan and James Harden with only five. Five. That's that's the second oh. place. <laughs> now, uh, Damon Lillard does have four and Steph only has two. Okay. Well, how, when did he have, was it like 60 points or was it 61? Because it says 61. 62 was nice. Yeah, it was 61. Oh, okay. Okay. That was All Steph right. Curry's other 60-point game, but James Harden has five, and he did tie Michael Jordan this past year with that 60-point uh, game, so he did have that. That's why he became uh, number two slash three for uh, most 60-point games. Wilt Chamberlain blows all of them out of the water, and there's no way none of them are going to catch him. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, not when you can just stand up and just dunk the ball. <laughs> What's crazy is once I went and looked at his 50-point games, it was even more crazy. It was something like 100 or something. It was something crazy. He was probably averaging 50. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he really was, though. <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculous um but i finally got a three for three um hopefully i can get that again but that's it for so you think you know sports see you next week